0: This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast revisiting television sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Darkman. Duran destroyed everything I loved. Everything that I was, (laughs) and I summoned the will to go on, watching over his city, waiting for revenge, as the world crumbled around me, leaving only the rich and the wretched. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast that just falls apart after 99 minutes. I'm Luke here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? I'm really curious to know if this is Yum Yum or not. (laughs) It's a great interlude to uh, our guests this week. We are joined by Rachel and Ryan from the Yum Yum podcast. Welcome to the show, guys and girls.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Our
2: pleasure to be here on Continuum Drag. I've been excited. I've been really keen to get on here to talk about whatever you guys want to throw our way. So very,
0: very happy to be joining you for this one.
3: Unfortunately, it's for Darkman.
0: Yeah. Uh, can you believe it? You you got to come on for the Dark Man episode. I'm sure that was exactly what you hoped and dreamed of. Well, I did do the 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 Captain America like I get
2: that. I know what Dark Man is. I've heard the name. I know of Sam Raimi. <laughs> sure, it will be
0: fun. I thought so, but we we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yes, this week we were watching the failed pilot for Dark Man. It was uh, of course the TV spin-off of the Sam Raimi film. Um and I assume Has everyone seen the original Darkman film? No. No. (laughs) Oh, really? I asked,
2: should I check it out? And then it was like, no, no, you don't have to. And then I thought, you know what? No, no, no. I'm not going to check it out to see what the pilot offers me. Because I know we're all going to have... Somebody's going to go, oh, in the movie, this. But I, on purpose, was like, you know what? No. This pilot, like most pilots, should stand on its own merits. So... I on purpose with- withheld watching the Raimi film because I wanted to see what this would offer up and
0: boy, what a choice that was.
1: <laughs> but we could still pick when they reused footage.
0: Yeah, well, you, really <laughs> oh, yeah footage you could really see what they you could the film. <laughs> Rachel, you're not a Liam Neeson fan? You didn't watch the movie when you were growing up? <laughs> no. no, I don't even
1: remember hearing about this movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, mm. I don't remember anything. I was just like... Oh, yeah, that sounds like a superhero name.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember growing up with a film, at least, was always in uh, the video rental store next to, like, Dick Tracy and stuff like that. Like, those kind of iconic yeah, that was the time period. video posts, like, video covers, and you look at it and go, oh, that looks fun. And then I never watched it.
0: (laughs) Well, this is perfect. I'm really glad that neither of you have seen the film because that's really, I'm really curious now what you thought of this because I, it's been a while since I've seen the film, but as I was watching this pilot, it all kind of came back to me. So I'm very curious what happens if you have no recollection of what that film Mm -hmm. is about.
1: Well, it doesn't skimp on exposition. Oh, thank thank
0: God.
2: We need that exposition. I
1: don't don't feel like I'm unclear Mm. (laughs) on anything other than what the show was meant to be. yeah, I know the law. I know the law.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Darkman Pilot. We know the law Can lore I point now. out
3: one thing that's not clear? And I'm mm. pretty sure in the movie, so obviously we're going to talk about it, he goes through a horrible uh, disaster and he's sort of dif- disfigured and burned. And in the movie, he you know he has bandages put on and as the movie goes on, these bandages through action and through the scenes sort of fall off and then you get the reveal of what he looks like. But in this, he has his bandages on and he takes them off but then he puts back on his old dirty bandages. I'm like, you can't just stop by a drugstore and get some new bandages? He <laughs> put on one of those fancy faces. Put on some clean ones.
2: Yeah. It's just a look. It's just iconic look. It's because I suppose it's Dark so. Man, It's Darkman. You know what Darkman looks like because of those bandages. So we've got to have them, even if it doesn't make sense. I'm In just saying episode. for
0: sanitary it's purposes, you know? just literal grit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give us a little background here around this pilot. It was it was financed by Universal as as a. Aimed at going to series in the fall of 1992 on on Fox was going to be the uh, network, which makes sense, I think. Mm. And, uh, of course, uh, we've all watched it now. But for the listener, Liam Neeson was recast for the pilot. Obviously, Liam Neeson wasn't coming on board. But the villain played by character actor larry drake was the villain in the feature film and so i he he decided to stick around i guess and he's like oh i'll see what happens with this pilot
2: yeah i recognized him and i i without seeing the movie i thought he must be from the film because i've seen that guy in movies like iconically he's dr giggles in the famous film dr giggles <laughs> which is a very 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 fun film if you want to see a campy over-the-top horror movie that has medical-based murders. He's great. Like he wraps around, like um, what you call it, the blood pressure thing around somebody's neck and squeezes. Yeah, the cuff around their neck and squeezes them to death, and it's <laughs> awesome. It's really fun. I would recommend that film. But I saw him and I'm like, oh, he must be from the Dark Man film. And I'm glad to hear that he was because I
0: looked at him and said, this guy's too good for this pilot.
3: <laughs> I would agree. I'm gonna argue with uh, uh, argue that he's the best thing of this pilot. Mm-hmm.
0: I would agree. He is. The, he's the only one who kind of knows what he's there to do. Um, and of course, Sam Raimi is an EP on this, but I, I would care to wager he was not involved in any way, shape, or form.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I would love if Sam Raimi was on set seeing this, just totting, just going, oh, what have I done? What have I done?
0: <laughs> uh, but Jordan, for you especially, there, mm-hmm. uh, there was someone involved that we know. Uh, the director of this was the director of a Man in Machine episode.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a uh, high pedigree
0: he I, I worked at the episode no pain no gain which i believe was about uh man and machine team up with a cop who wants to kill himself because he's retiring
3: wow i don't remember that at all
0: i believe it ends with him killing himself yeah
3: that was a that was a funny one i think
0: at any rate uh when when this show failed to move forward um they didn't want to give up on Darkman. Universal really had their sights set on more Darkman. They really liked this 1990 film. And there was actually two direct-to-video sequels to mm-hmm. Darkman in 95 and 96. I believe Larry Drake also appears in one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: the second one, Durant Returns, I think it's called. The Return, the return of Durant. Durant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I will say, I like the subtitle for the third one it was just Die, Darkman, Die. It's a pretty good subtitle. <laughs> hmm and I will get to it in a second, everyone at home, I promise. But that one last little precursor before we talk about the episode. Jordan, can you name the other failed pilot that we watched that was also intended to be in the 1992 TV
3: season? A pilot? hmm mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you for a hint, and then you're going to say it was in 1992. Do you have any other hints? <laughs> no, I have no other hints for you. <laughs> that was in 1992? A pilot? I can't remember.
2: Rachel or Ryan, can you guess? Was it the Red Dwarf pilot? It was the, the Red Dwarf pilot. Oh,
3: no, and we just watched it. Uh-huh. Like, weeks ago. <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, That's before funny. we even do this then, as a as a pilot, as something that you're supposed to watch and say, I want to make more episodes, episodes of this, what fails more spectacularly? Darkman or Red Dwarf USA?
2: It's hard because I've seen the original red
3: dwarf so i know what mm. the red dwarf
2: pilot was trying to be and even if i hadn't seen even if i have seen the dark man film after viewing the dark man pilot i don't know what the show was supposed to be right. like i know what the character is i know the lore and
3: i know that there's a foe but i don't know after viewing this what the show is i, I think you're right because Yes, you, they do a lot of work in this to explain the backstory so the viewer catches up, explain who he is, what his sort of motivations are. But then you stop and you go, hold on, wh- what is this show? And I think, and we'll talk about it, I think even the people making it realize that when they throw in sort of near the end, all sort of like like a montage of clips from the movie and, mm. and things you've weirdly just seen in the episode. And I think they're yeah. just like, it's going to be something like this, maybe. Maybe?
2: Yeah, and then they also have him having a speech where it's like, and people can come to me and I'll stand up for the little guy against the scum. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so is this going to be a private eye detective show? Like, how does he work in the future of this series? Because I'm like, is this going to be like, say, I said this to Rachel last night. I'm like, is this, could this have been like the series Angel, the spin off of Buffy, where sexy vampire guy is private eye detective who helps people and it involves supernatural dealings as well? But then. You have to set that up in your pilot. That's just me guesstimating from
0: the ending monologue, which just comes out of nowhere. I mean, Darkman's pretty sexy in this.
3: <laughs> they they do really try to push it, that one scene. I liked it. I like that they're like, well, we'll talk about it. But I, I like that they're like, you know what? We need a love interest for this horribly scarred guy.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it then, shall we, everyone? Yeah. Yeah. He, here is the INDB summary for Darkman a 30-minute unaired pilot based on the original Sam Raimi's 1990 Darkman movie. <laughs>
3: that's not a synopsis.
0: <laughs> that's that's the closest anyone could find to explaining what this was.
1: Yeah, that that's an accurate description of it. I don't know what else I would say about it. <laughs> the, the pilot really
2: is, that's what the film was, and I'm here now too.
1: It's based off that. Yeah. Some things happen. <laughs> Here's footage mm-hmm. from the film. Here's a lot of voiceover. You want some more voiceover?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good start because that's how it does start. It's it's in an alley, a very, very stylized alley with a lot of purple lighting for some reason. Mm. And he and he kind of lets us know about the skin technology, which is from the movie, is something that he's working on. Although I can't quite remember because it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but they sort of uh, retconned a little bit for this show that he gets uh, uh attacked and i believe his fiance or wife in this dies in the uh dies in the explosion because they're looking for this skin technology which i don't believe uh is the reason in the movie i think it has something to do with like a land deal or something and the skin technology just happens to be what he was working on but i realize why they killed his wife in this and she doesn't die in the movie is because she is the love interest in the movie and the person sort of like mourning him cuz she thinks he's dead in this they need to have I'm assuming for later episodes there to be some sort of like will they won't they so they're like let's kill the wife and then we'll have that with this uh, this police detective.
0: I mean, also Ugh. they weren't going to get Francis McDormand back. Oh.
2: Well, that's true. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. She. Oh, of course. Yeah. That makes sense. She's. She would be in the Darkman film. It's interesting to think that the right of the future of the series being a possible romance with this freaky monster man because if the original film is. It's a romance between an already existing couple, she thinks he's dead, then he's afraid to come back because he's a freakish monster. Exactly, That makes sense because it's like, we the audience can buy that relationship rekindling, but it's like, I'm thinking of episode nine, where they go on a dinner date and his face starts to melt and he's like, oh no, my face, and then she's... Wondering where's he? Why is he going to the <laughs> toilet all the time? Like, just, and
1: and just then imagining
2: them the comedy at that point. Yeah, and imagining them kissing and stuff. And it's just I'm like I don't know. Imagining
1: the end of Deadpool. Oh with right, the right, Hugh Jackman mask.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that that again to go to that they're a pre-established couple, and that's the thrust of Deadpool is he's afraid to get back with her because he's a deformed freak. Here, could you imagine a series that's like? Ross and Rachel, will they, won't they, but one of
0: them's dark, man? Rachel, Ryan walks home one day. He's scarred beyond recognition. <laughs> Does he have to start redating you just to prove <laughs> that you still have Rachel, I'm right here.
2: <laughs> Answer the question. Would you find me yum yum?
3: <laughs> to be fair, every 99 minutes, you do change your face again.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, no. I think that's a selling point.
0: There you go, Rachel's on board. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's true. If you could change your face, I mean, that's that is it. That is a benefit. It's like having a wig or something. You're you're really gonna change your look. I wanted to note. We talked a little bit about Francis McDormand not being in this, but this whole opening is done with intersplicing scenes from the original film for the explosion of his lab and kind of like how it all comes together. With like, they've now kind of cut out. Liam Neeson and cut in this new actor into sequences
1: what you mean that they didn't film that for this pilot no
2: Rachel they didn't film
0: this for this pilot can you tell the parts with style from the parts without style that's the big question
3: (laughs) I'll give it though to the director I don't think he did a particularly good job but I can tell he was trying they like it looks like he watched the movie the night before and was like okay I can do this I can do these very specific stylized techniques but they don't really work and they're uh it's very noticeable when they cut to the movie and you can see you can see that uh discrepancy
2: oh yeah as a director could you and a tv director could you imagine being given the monumental task of trying to replicate raimi
0: one of the most visually iconic directors of that era i thought the same thing i was like what a fool's errand for this poor man this was just a paycheck for sure he's like well i'll give it my best shot um i did here's what i wanted to ask though because in the shots they show of the thing exploding and the video quality watched was very bad but i'm almost positive because in this world this version of dark man his wife is dead died in the explosion and he keeps looking at a photo of her is he still looking at a photo of francis mcdormand uh
2: i couldn't tell i thought the woman's
0: hair was dark-haired and i'm usually used to her with like blonde hair so i'm not too sure hmm fair enough i i just kept wondering i'm like have they just kept her photo in this and how she approved of it?
3: I was gonna say uh, unrelated. There's, it reminded me of something that I always thought was funny when I watched uh, Darkman when I was a kid when it first came out. And uh, that explosion in the movie is obviously a big thing. It's his turning point as a character. Um, but right after he he's ex- he's exploded, he he's like shot through the air and into a lake where people they find him and he's um, uh, saved by doctors and he's all sort of bound up and stuff. And I remember at one point the doctors like, well, we don't know who he is uh just some guy that died in an explosion i remember even as a kid being like i don't know maybe the guy who died in the explosion down the street how many explosions could there possibly have been where there's a (laughs) burn victim you know anyway
0: i had i had some questions too because as they say he's rescued from this he's recovers this is this plot of the movie and the tv Mm. shows he's recovered he's badly burned and all his nerves are severed in his body so he can no longer Mm. feel pain but Mm. he also seems to be superhumanly strong
3: yeah from yeah. the burning
1: he, <laughs> I, 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 he can get shot and not die yeah. he, he doesn't bleed out
2: yeah he cannot feel pain uh, yeah it's one of those not
1: only are his nerve endings destroyed his arteries are all cauterized in some way
3: oh god <laughs> i think in the movie they sort of play it up that uh his emotions have been messed up as well and so he, when he sees sort of like not like Incredible Hulk, but there's like a rage issue where his endorphins go real high and that he, he I, I don't know, somehow that affects his strength. I, I For some reason, I, I remember it uh, being okay with it in the movie and being like, all right, I'll allow it. And this, it seems like, yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I guess it would be yeah, kind of related to, from what I know of Darkman from this, and from my basic understanding of the movie, it comes across as a kind of callback to something like Phantom of the Opera, or old mm-hmm. universal monster things, in which sometimes they didn't necessarily have to have super strength. Like, why can the invisible man do stuff like he does in the old movie? But you just accept it, because they're no longer human in the way we are, so you just kind of nod along going, yeah, sure, I guess that can happen.
0: Yeah, that's probably the case. I mean, I think that was some of Raimi's inspiration for the original version. It was just so funny. After, like, a, a good five to seven minutes of pure exposition about how this happened, I was just like, "God, you are not going to tell me why he's so strong also? <laughs> um, what I also enjoyed is right off the bat here, there's also another, I guess it's maybe, yeah, it's another retcon that's happened. His wife is now dead. But the other retcon is Darkman appears to live
3: in some sort of semi-apocalyptic dystopia now? Mm-hmm. It's a, what What did they say it was? It used to be like a planetarium or something?
1: I just remember him saying, my lair. My lair. He wandered into my (laughs) lair.
0: (laughs) But he also talks about how there's like this overclass running the city, and we get shots, wide shots of a city with just explosions happening all over it, and that there's like most of the people live like. like homelessly on the ground I don't remember that from the movie at all I don't remember that I
2: saw that and I went is that a shot from
0: the opening of Blade Runner
2: because there's that shot at the opening of Blade Runner the cityscape and there's that tower that's just like shooting balls of flame out of it and I couldn't tell with the video quality but I'm like I mean they couldn't just reuse footage from other things if they wanted to
1: (laughs) yeah I was just like okay this is just a stylistic version of LA or Detroit
0: right it's scummy and that must be the case because yeah I was also very confused by my like i guess we're in some sort of weird dystopia as well we and this is really represented by a uh, dark man he's walking through the streets he like pushes a cart much like the movie he appears to be like someone who lives on the street and he he sees a young a black kid <sighs> doing a uh, spray painting on a wall and dark man just gives this kid so much shit for no reason well he spells he spells evil wrong Yes, That's enough with, with an That's O. Enough. He spells evil with an O and dark man is beyond furious. So mad. He crushes the spray paint can in <laughs> his hand until it explodes.
3: Did you yeah. see the little fun effect though? It was like, it was almost like a, uh, like early silly Spielberg, Spielbergian sort of like gag where it's like, he like crushes the this, this spray paint and then it sprays all over the kid. And then when the kid walks away, his shape is on the wall because there's been mm-hmm. so much spray paint on him. And I was like, what a weird tonal decision for that scene.
2: Yeah, I agreed, but then also I don't know. The kid in the scene set itself set themselves up as a, a comedic thing, talking about how they're a super genius and you should trust me. And Darkman's like, ah, you're a child. So the kind of but that kind of slapsticky thing again. I was looking at that going, oh, I'm sure this would work in the Raimi movie because he's always got that corny, over the top, campy sense of humor in otherwise pretty dark and brutal genres and films like the evil dead films are really funny but they're also like grotesque and weird and i'm sure that kind of silly spray paint gag would work there but here you're like it's not been funny until now, and it's been very serious. And now it's I, just like I would oh, it's say funny. that it, that's
1: still not that funny. No, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think you mislabeled it there.
2: I don't know. But I think that's just me. I think Sam Raimi has that kind of corny thing, like yeah. Spider-Man, where the 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 board of executives get turned into uh, like skeletons when Green Goblin bombs them, and that's very silly, but it's very funny. <laughs> Yeah. But it's corny, and I we think this... know that this
1: idea works in the movie because the movie is fairly, like, fairly well liked.
2: And not this pilot. I'm no,
1: there's a reason that it is an unaired pilot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to talk a little more about this kid because what we'll do is we won't. Act, this this pilot's so disjointed; it doesn't really matter. But like, he'll leave this kid after yelling at him in the alley, and then like 15 minutes later, he'll walk back through this alley for no apparent reason to talk to this kid again. And it's my favorite part is when we meet him, he's yelling at the kid for spelling evil wrong because the kid spells it with an O instead of an I. And Darkman bumps into the kid. The kid tries to, like, warn him about Durant and Darkman just gets all pissy again. And then Darkman looks in a puddle, sees the reflection of the graffiti and realizes the kid wrote love backwards on a wall. But Darkman has to look up at the graffiti, back in the puddle, back (laughs) up to the graffiti again. then back. It takes him, like, seven tries to figure out what he's seeing here. And he's like... Oh, he wrote love backwards.
2: Well, the kid's a super genius and uh, Dark Man isn't, so he needs a bit of time to figure that out.
1: <laughs> I also got so annoyed because I was just like, what is the angles of this situation that you are seeing a wall reflected in the ground, but it's like... It's high up, Rach. But they're, they're in the streets. I,
2: I guess my question is, what does this moment even mean? Like, it's in the episode.
0: <laughs> like, 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 when it happens, like, what does it mean? This is clearly them being like, hey, what if he had a kid's sidekick? What yeah. if that was the case? And what if that kid's sidekick was a genius? Oh, it works yeah.
3: so
2: well for Robocop, yeah.
3: Yeah, it, They're, they're, they, I think they're going for that sort of, like, Batman and Robin thing, but it's just weird that they would even have tried this in the pilot, or at least done it so clumsily. Because, yeah, you're like, oh, the kid wrote love, so... Are they in love? Is he adopting this child? I don't understand. But sure, now now he's he's uh, he's been accepted by Dark Man. That's all it takes. Backwards graffiti.
2: They should have committed to having. If he had a Robin, they should have committed to having like another deformed creature, like superpowered oh, no. weirdo as his Robin, right? Like you know, and call them something freaky because. Whenever you have these what were once... I imagine this was... Darkman was probably like a an R-rated movie or a very adult kind. I don't know. But you get stuff like this in Robocop and then they try to kidify them. Like, look, don't mm-hmm. you want them with a little kid? And then, No, no one does. No one likes that. Like, no one enjoys that. Unless you make them like a freaky creature or like hurt like really get violent or whatever so what do we think the
3: creepy child would be is he the opposite of dark man so dark man's like a burn victim and he's like a kid with too much skin he's
2: light he's light boy in which he illuminates too brightly so he's just walking around as this (laughs) beam of light and he's blinding people and, and he has to wear bandages over his skin so he doesn't, like, blind people all the time. There you go. And he looks like a mummy. Right. Yeah. And he's there like, hey,
3: Darkman, do you have any clean bandages? And he's like, no, only dirty no. ones. The, dirty,
2: the more dirty they are, the more they block out the light, kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other thing the pilot introduces for the series is that uh, Darkman will have a secret lair in an abandoned old planetarium. And here, for some reason, he also has a very high-tech computer system with a... Flesh mask fabricator, so he can just build whatever mm-hmm. flesh. Mm-hmm. Mask. Like the the technology level to like the squalor he's living in is just like so so wild.
3: Hey, I got a question though. So he's figured out, and this is kind of a bit of a plot point because obviously it adds um adds some tension to scenes where you know he's disguising himself, but he only has so long to do that. Um, uh, adding a bit of a clock on scenes. And they're gonna play with that. I think it—it's not a bad concept for a TV show. You know, every episode he looks different because he's doing—he's doing some sort of different mission or whatever. But when you know, we're gonna go to one really quickly where he—he—he he, uh, he puts on a, this face. But what I don't understand is, he goes there and almost immediately he starts bubbling. And I was like, is was it just a really long commute, or did he just wait mm. till? He like was he like, oh, I'm just gonna timing. watch one more YouTube he had video. Bad timing. Terrible timing. I
0: think was the he case. He took yeah. too
3: long on the magic trick, and <laughs> right,
2: and he's faced out. What I thought you were gonna ask is, he used his own face. That's what he says, right? Like, didn't he say like for this? He's like, yeah. I'm gonna use my own face because you
0: have to have the actor in every episode. Yeah, right. He and can make is... any face he wants, and in this episode, he chooses three times to make his own face. <laughs>
2: And that's another thing with the show, right? You go, okay, so he's going to transform into other people. But for practicality sense on a TV show level, you need to have a lead actor in every episode. You can't have every mm-hmm. episode, it's like the main character is played by every different people. That's why you like Quantum Leap. They came up with the rule like we the audience will always see Scott Bakula. Everyone else in the show will see another character. And it makes sense as a, like a TV show production, you have to have a lead actor to consistently play. But if you have this dark man, I mean, they have to come up with excuses for why he's going to keep using this lead yeah. actor's face all the time. And in this episode they don't even bother. They're like, "I like my face." It's like, "Okay, great." <laughs> he puts it on see, and I... then
3: he puts on like a little domino mask on top.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get that far because I was just like, okay, they said 99 minutes of sunlight, but he only ever goes out at night. He
0: is Darkman. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I thought that too. I'm just like, well, there's no sunlight, so his face should be good for a little longer. Yeah, right? like
1: his face should be good for like the next 10 hours because... He's never outside during the day. I don't think there's a single scene in, day. that, that, that's in daylight. No, he's dark in man. this pilot, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's dark, man. But like, you specifically say sunlight. Well, that's the thing. You say that, but and there's no sunlight.
2: Well, there is sunlight in the footage used from the film. <laughs> that's it. No, that's literally it. Like, like, and it highlights the yeah. fault of this episode where it even says in the episode "daylight." So you're thinking, oh well, they're going to show the pressures of the. No, no, there's no delineation. Oh, no, no, no. It's just a like, se- sentence.
0: Said,
1: the evil dude is out for dinner. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so At funny because this is the closest they come to a plot. This episode is Darkman makes his face and he's just like, so I'm finally going to do what I should have done all along. I'm going to go kill Durant, and you're like, okay, the plot's getting rolling. Here we go. And then we hard cut to a nightclub <laughs> where Durant's at. And Dark Man. which, first of all, don't go kill the man who killed you in your own face. They're going to see you coming. But to cover yeah. that up, he dresses exactly like Tuxedo Mask from the Sailor Moon series. I thought so, too. Exactly like Tuxedo Mask from the Sailor Moon series. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, this is weird, but we'll all go with it. And he goes in the club, and his plan is, I will just do magic tricks for people at the club until Durant sees me doing magic tricks and calls me to his table to do a magic trick for him. This is his whole plan. Y-
3: to be fair, yeah. it's been well established that Durant loves magic.
2: <laughs> that has not been established. No, I was going to say, that should have been established. But that means the pilot would have to establish actual character no, no, character traits instead of character background. Like, if this gangster guy was a guy that walked around and he had a deck of cards and he was doing, like, magic tricks himself, that would make it believable that he would want this. Like, that's a little touch, but they don't have time for that. They have time to show a guy just doing, like, flips and, like, flexing his muscles to let us know that Darkman's just going to kick him in the groin real hard. That's what they got time and for.
1: No, Darkman is the one that gets kicked oh, in was the groin because he? he has no nerve endings. Oh, right, it's right. It's like, no, 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 don't shoot him. We have a martial arts guy. Oh, right, right. He right. does all of that to just go up and we get the in-between-the-legs shot of right. Darkman being kicked in the groin. And he doesn't react. Okay. And he doesn't react in, ha-ha, that's meant to be funny? Well, it is because as a, as a guy...
2: With with genitals <laughs> on the outside, I I can't relate to Darkman because when I've been kicked in the groin, it really hurts. So that's what makes Darkman a hero because as a guy, I would <laughs> I, I I I would love to have the power not I to get kicked in the groin. I think they missed a turn
3: though. Later on in the scene where uh, Detective uh, Lady, I don't know what her <laughs> name is, when uh, she gets shot apparently in the arm and uh, he's fixing her, and then there's like a scene where it's like. You know, will they? Won't they? She should also reach down and touch his groin, and then he, again, he should be like, "I can't feel anything."
2: Yeah, <laughs> what a tragedy that is, huh? Actually, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a monkey's paw curse. Like, yeah, it's great not to feel pain in the groin, but he can't. You just feel asked pleasure for it. You either. literally
0: just asked for that power.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but it's monkey. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's a monkey's paw. Now I realize the the dark underbelly of it, which is I also can't feel pleasure from it. <sighs> I don't know. It's an awful curse that dark man has.
3: Now you're getting into the character. What a tragic figure he is.
0: <laughs> but I mean like gun to your head, which one are you choosing? You're choosing you're choosing not to feel anything, right? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I it's hard to feel things these days anyway. Just in physical emotional sense.
1: I uh, know. If you do that, it might change my answer to the earlier question about you coming back to form. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i love when he goes to the table to do his magic trick he like materializes a like little tiny wooden coffin in his hand and hands it to durant and he's just like why don't you open up that coffin and see what's inside and durant's immediately like uh, hear Mike henchman why don't you do it because no, like I don't know this guy
1: no. well in what like in what version did he think that this was actually gonna work where the head of an evil organization was just gonna be like yeah I'm gonna open up this mysterious object that was handed to me by a magician that looks like a Sailor Moon character this looks great well if he was fucking, if Dark man was just level-headed and cool about it, it
2: could work but it, it's not even just the the guy Duran hands it off Duran it for a while and he here's the magician is like please please open it please okay desperate too desperate and then he hands it off to the flunky and then he's like no it's for you i'm obviously wanting to kill you because the idea uh,
3: because as we're ruining it it's as soon as you open up the little coffin it a little man comes out that shoots like a dart essentially Mm -hmm. yeah right into your forehead Um, right into your forehead which great that works real well but i don't know it's like it only has one shot you think he would have anything could have done even like if Durant was just playing with the coffin I'm like stab him right now do something mm-hmm. he's just sitting there but he's like no I decided on mini coffin man with blow blow dart gun thing that's what I'm going with <laughs> you could have just yeah. shot him right there yeah
0: he could have even
2: he himself as dark man when passing it over to Durant he could have opened it facing Durant to shoot him with the dart anyway
1: like it's... you know I like it. A magic trick?
2: But no, <laughs> we have to make sure Durant's gonna be the overarching villain in this series. So again, if you, you can't imagine die in the
1: pilot. <laughs> if you
2: imagine this show, it would have been every episode Durant just somehow doesn't get killed. And that would be very boring. That's why in a movie which this existed in, you kill Durant at the end, because it's satisfying. But if you stretch this out over who knows how long they wanted this to be, could you imagine how
0: frustrating it would be? It would be Saturday morning cartoon level frustrating. <laughs> What I did like is that as soon as he his plan fails, Darkman just like tears his face off and flips the table over. He has like no, he has no. I think this is a thing in the movie where he has no rage control, but in the TV show, he just comes off as like a petulant child perpetually. Yeah, he looks
2: stupid. Just co- like constantly stupid, and he just rips his face off and starts screaming. And everyone's just like, "What the what the hell He's is this?" He's
1: meant to be smart enough that he can create this synthetic skin. In the first place, in this laboratory, and then recreate his laboratory in a kind of underground layer. I mean, yeah. But he can't figure out that Durant isn't going to open a coffin. <laughs> no,
3: it's his floor. It's weird, though, here. Right now, like after, like you mentioned it before, then uh, the martial arts expert that Durant apparently has on hire. Uh, <laughs> at all times he has a little fight with dark man kicks him in the groin doesn't work dark man throws him really far and then they open fire and shoot like eight thousand bullets at dark man and we sort of get a hard cut to the detective when we're introducing her as she looks through a big hole in the wall and was like mm-hmm. how could he have possibly made it through it and I, like as if it we're she's uh saying what the viewers at homer would be saying and then i was like yeah how did he make it through that is, is it just that he got shot a million times and doesn't feel it? I'm like, he would still be dead from the bullets, whether he felt them or not.
2: Yeah, and they also the police. I don't know how, unless in this universe, Dark Man is already an established avenging hero, but it doesn't seem that way to they me. They call
1: him by his name. Well, they say he's
2: this dark. Whoever <laughs> they do, this, they do no, call him by his name. But they do. No, they say it in this way where it's like whoever this Dark Man is that saved the day. But they know they walk into a, a crime scene of. An, a well-known gang who have been brutally killed and they just assume oh one person must have done this why don't they assume like what you would naturally this was a gangland attack like two gangs but they somehow
0: know one guy i think it's because there
3: was only one mini coffin
0: oh there you go <laughs> i think it's because they're desperate to only have everyone have a little character scene so this is where the interviews introduce, introduce the other going to be lead character of the show officer jenny and it's so funny because she's looking around and her partner's with her and her partner's just there to be like helpfully say out loud it's like hey officer jenny you you have that uh, vendetta against Dur- durant too you should team up with dark man and she's just like no i play it by the book i don't play it like dark man and then she turns around and says hey did you notice that uh vincenzo one of one of uh durant's guys followed dark man out of here last night and i'm just like Officer Jenny, how would you have any of this information? But okay. And this is so funny because it just gets us to Dark Man digging a grave and singing. He's killed this Vincenzo man and he's like, Mm. I've got a plan to steal your face. It's so weird. And before we get to shows up,
1: (laughs) I would like to point out that, you know, people who are hanging out at a nightclub Mm. with an evil gang. Very cooperative witnesses. Oh, that was very funny, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I think that that's how she got her information. She just went up to that go go dancer that has that weird camera flashlight thing. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, yeah.
2: It was Dark Man. <laughs> One detail about the club before we leave it that I really found funny to let you know that it was like, you know, that this show is trying to evoke the the kind of 1920s and 30s in aesthetics in some minor way is on the roof there's there's just these like giant playing cards on the roof (laughs) and i found that really funny because it's like you only really see it visible in like one shot and i thought well they put a lot of effort to show minorly in one brief shot the roof of this club that we'll never see again in this like I, I can't help but think, like, oh, if you had a real idea there, wouldn't it be funny if Darkman threw somebody up and made them, like, get hit by that deck of cards up there or something silly? I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, things you could do, but nope, we gotta have Darkman sing to a, a guy? they got to be
0: returned to the uh has got to be returned to the, the prop shop afterwards so we're not throwing mm. anyone through
2: yeah we're not we're not we're not having anyone thrown at it or it falling down and hitting somebody on the head no we can't do that no 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 we're not allowed to do that
1: no,
3: no. And structurally, I'm not saying this would be make this a good pilot, but you would think this scene would be at the end, if not near the end of the episode. You know, they're building up to introduce the characters, what the world is. And then at the very at the end of the episode, you get You're going to get, as I would assume in every episode, Darkman puts on some sort of face and tries to uh, kill Durant in some way. And then Durant gets away like a cartoon villain. I know, again, not very good, but you'd assume that's kind of would be the structure. But they've decided to do big voiceover montage then this scene climax. and then you're gonna get now like yeah climax now you're gonna get maybe 15 more minutes of dark man walking around giving voiceover yeah, yeah
0: it's just it's him digging a grave for this vincenzo character we've never met because like he's sort of talking to him singing to him he's like oh i'm gonna steal your face and go kill durant a second time and it's very funny because he's digging this grave and he's just like oh but i better put on my grave digging face and he puts <laughs> back on his own face to dig the grave and it's yeah. mostly just so when officer Jenny who some ta- somehow finds him miraculously in the middle of nowhere can be like not realize he's dark man at first at least until he breaks the handcuffs she puts on him oh god yeah the singing scene was
2: that moment when i was watching this going oh so the the rainy film must have been a comedy and they're trying to evoke that here because it's supposed that singing is supposed to be very it's supposed to be humorous in some fashion and then i was thinking god could you ima-? i'm just trying to think like what they were going to do with this series even more if they were going to try and make it a comedy series as well because it doesn't work as a crime series or, or mob series yet. Like these are the two things that are prevalent to kick off with, and then it's like, oh, but could you imagine the romance and the comedy aspects trying to be thrown in too? I just, it just kind of threw me for a loop because yeah, that moment happens where he's singing, and I'm just thinking, oh, oh, I'm supposed to find this character kind of endearing enough to enjoy him being funny.
3: I don't. I'll, I'll give. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I can't really even blame it on the actor because I think he doesn't. I don't think he knows what he's supposed to be doing here because his his performance is kind of all over the place and mm-hmm. like this scene in particular like he's it's kind of played for laughs and he's being sarcastic for some reason but then other scenes he's so tortured and I'm like I just don't it just doesn't gel in any way but I I don't know if it's so much the actor's fault I think he's doing the best with what he has but the material is just so bad. Yeah, no.
1: I don't think anybody knows what they're doing. No,
2: it all comes down to the production of this what the goal was because actors can only do so much and i have no problem with anyone's performance really in this episode there's people like larry drake who are better but even he does he does nothing larry drake i mean we say he's better but he just does nothing so i mean Uh, he
3: sits at a table and he walks down an alley later on so i think he's doing plenty but
2: yeah, yeah thank you but no none, the actors are doing fine enough work but it's just about the the goal and the purpose of what the seer, like what the pilot was trying to do and they're trying to have we're trying to be faithful to the film but also we're doing our own thing but also this also this and they and they run out of time to actually achieve one thing let alone all of those things
0: yeah it doesn't seem like they are doing like When she catches him, he escapes the handcuffs and kind of offers a team up At which, okay, again, she states, I'm a good cop. I don't work with people like you. And then it cuts from that scene just randomly to an alley where Darkman's like, and then I watched her for a while. And in the alley, Durant's just standing with a gun, shoots her in the arm, and, like, Darkman has to swoop in and, like, scoop her up in his arms so they can run off and do a romance scene together where he like bandages her wound and she and he just like gives the most self pitying monologue that's just like mm-hmm. the least likable character you've ever met and it's like it's like, oh, and this is the sequence where we're gonna learn this will also have a lot of romance in it, apparently.
1: Yeah. It was around this point where I was like, is this a pilot or a kind of show reel for the whole season?
2: Yeah. Well oh and especially when you get to the very end when you have the montage. It really is what kind of pilot is this is this kind of it's supposed to be its own thing or is it one of those pilots that's just pitching it as uh this is kind of what the show is going to be but even then
0: yeah, i don't it know It more is.
1: like a pitch than a pilot
0: <sighs> yeah i would agree because after this like romance scene which is like kind of a, i guess it's trying to show it's like there will be a little something between these two characters it hard cuts to a long montage of like the action sequences from the movie which i wouldn't even have to get into i'm just like well now i'm just watching the movie for for four minutes <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm. yeah it's just the movie and it stands out because like we said it looks better there's more like stunts and it's in daytime some of it and Durant looks significantly different for some reason like this wasn't that long after the Darkman film was it Two years, so
0: not that long, no.
2: Not that long, but I guess, like, he just looks different. And then also, they have the classic moment where I go, Why didn't you do this in the pilot, you fools? Where they show a shot from the movie where he, where Dark Man is pretending to be Durant right in front of Durant. And, like, that would have been fun.
0: They didn't do anything fun with the Dark Man power in this pilot. That's what's so funny is when they show his montage, you see these scenes where he has different faces on, and you're like, Oh, right, that was what was so cool about the movie, and you have done none of that in the pilot. And, like, the remainder of the pilot is basically gonna be just clips from the movie, and eventually the montage becomes clips from the movie combined with clips from the show you've already watched. Like oh, that the last hilarious. 20 minutes. And I and like it just ends in a in a title treatment for Dark Man, and I was just I was just like, twenty-two minutes have passed. I don't know what I was supposed to get out of that.
2: Yeah, and his mon his monologue during this montaging thing, like I said, he starts talking about things like And it's basically Darkman, the character, saying, and this is what the show is going to be. But it doesn't add up with anything we've just watched. And it still doesn't clarify what would, say, if this was picked up, what would an actual individual episode of this show be? There's so many great series that have been adapted from movies that did it. Like At the same time this came out, the Highlander TV show came out as well. And that show went for 100, like 100 plus episodes. And they got the idea from the movie and made it work as a week-to-week TV show because it's an interesting idea. What if you had an immortal character and you introduce this fantasy setting and each week he has to take on another weird immortal freak and find out their deal <laughs> and it that works as a show. But then you get this Darkman thing and it's like, well, from what I gather, this seems like it's more of a... It's a cool premise about a guy who can shapeshift, but it's always in service of him being this tragic character piece. And you can do that in a, like, it feels like, well, that worked for like a ninety minute long movie in which he gets his revenge. He finally gets back with his wife and he finds some solace or he becomes like embittered and becomes more of an anti-hero monster type deal, whichever one the movie goes with. But here you go, well, what's episode four of this show is supposed to be like does he get an office and he's a
0: pi now and he's helping people with his monster face i don't know what this is that's the big question i think you're i think you've nailed on the head is like there's no clear concept of what the week to week what's what's an episode of this like like i would guess like you're saying it's him getting a case every week he needs to solve with his uh kid genius partner (laughs) and then like they occasionally interface with officer jenny for like information they need but i couldn't tell you for sure because this pilot presents no opinion as to what the sh- as far as they're concerned could be anything you want
3: i think because uh similar to we mentioned uh, red dwarf usa at the beginning of this um in a similar way that didn't feel like a pilot as much as a proof of concept as something you would see internally that was selling more of um here's the characters here's the kind of tone here's what's going to look like this is the world do you want to maybe make you know make a pilot out of this and that's what this kind of felt like and i can't tell if it was uh decided when they went to camera this is what we're going to do we're going to shoot this kind of one sequence of his bubbling skin and there's going to be a we'll introduce Mm -hmm. a couple characters then we'll just add in some footage or if it was something that they filmed and went this is such a mess let's just stick in existing footage so we can you know at least get to 22 minutes i i'm i'm not sure i don't know enough about the history of making this but Either way, there's no way you'd watch this and say, this should have been on TV. Like, there's a reason it never aired, because it's, yeah. it's. there's no way. It's just no one would ever watch this on TV.
2: At least with the Red Dwarf pilot, you could understand, oh, well, I know it's going to be a sci-fi comedy show. Okay, there you go. That's like, you know, where characters are going to get in that kind of sitcom banter where this one doesn't like the other one. There you go, that's enough. But here, I, I looked at it and go... Yeah, but what does this have to do with Darkman? Why isn't this just a film noir show at all? Like, what does having the melty face that you can change add to this at all? Other than it's, we're adapting a property because we want to milk it for money.
0: Yeah, even when I looked at the credits for it, like, with the Red Dwarf trailer, at least I could tell that the guy who wrote it clearly liked the original and was trying to turn it into something, Americanized it, and, you know, there was at least a vision behind that. Like everyone involved, like the writer, the director, everyone seemed to be for hire. So I couldn't quite pinpoint who even was just like, "This is a great idea. I think I can turn it into something." And I, I wonder if it is just the studio was like, "We've got this property. Could it be a TV show?" And they just like, "You two, can you do so?" And they're like, "I don't like." It just doesn't feel like anyone showed up with a clear idea of what to do. They're just like, "So you want the movie, but it's on TV? Uh, what it might look like this if you want." Mm.
3: Well, and I think um, uh, anytime you have a voiceover and clips from uh, a pre existing entity, it's probably not a good sign.
2: No. No, not at all. And another aspect that makes this difficult, too, to compare it to. Uh, counterparts at the time, obviously comic book things were booming at this time. We had the Batman movies, then we got the Batman animated shows, and the Superman animated show. Shadow, Phantom. uh, Spawn, at some point as well, had a, you know, and and, then the tick for comedy, and you look at it and go, "Oh, all of those things, a lot of those things at least, had pre-existing material that they could kind of spin into something more. So like the Batman animated series has how many decades of comics that it can turn into episodes. Darkman, it's like an original thing that the movie came up with. Like Darkman wasn't a pre-existing character before the film, right?
0: It's just the film. No, it's this is Sam Raimi was unable to get uh, the shadow, the rights to the shadow to make a okay. film. So he... Uh, He took the shadows concepts and combined them with kind of the universal movie monsters concepts to come up with this new sort of superhero y character. But still,
2: that limits what, like, even if you made a show, it's like of this ilk of those type of counterparts. It has nothing to adapt from, so it's going to just have to keep spinning its own thing. And again, what it's spinning from is just a really well made movie, an individual movie. And maybe this movie doesn't have enough legs to spin into. A series like Highlander
0: did, for instance. I mean, clearly, clearly it did not. <laughs> um, well, we should probably write this at some point. But did you guys have any final thoughts, Rachel Ryan? Any, any little pieces you didn't get to cover while we were going over the episode? We kind of flew through it, but it's such a mess of an episode that it's it's hard to go coherently through it anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah, the it it doesn't have any coherency, so you can't even try and bring it to it. No. like
3: dark man's face itself no coherence <laughs> do you guys remember though when the kids spray painted uh spray painted evil on the wall and then we got the reveal that it, it said love yeah remember that that I was remember good that. Mm. i pointed yeah. and I said he's a super genius that kid <laughs> do you remember the point, though, where he puts his uh, f- fake face on and then he waits 98 minutes and then drives over to the restaurant and then gives the guy a little coffin? Remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I do remember that. I also thought it was really funny that in one of his monologues, he's just like, yeah, and this uh, Vincenzo, or whichever one it was, is like Durant's right-hand man, and he's a big deal, and then proceeds that character proceeds to be nothing except for a guy he's burying because he... <laughs> killed him off screen or whatever and it's like why did you even introduce him
0: as a character like what does it even matter what should have been the second scene of the show where getting ready to go to the thing where he dresses up as vincenzo is for some reason the third scene after the climax is him coming up with an actual plan it's such a bizarre piece of work
2: yeah it's such a bizarre piece of work and again if you made this into his and even then they kneecap them because even i know in the dark man movie durant has like really fun Right hand man and henchman people that, if you made into a TV show, they could be the villain that week instead of Durant, where you are uh, like, oh, I'm. Having to uh, fight against one of his many ten- one of Durant's many tendrils of his crime organization, but here they're just like yeah, and then there's this guy, and then I killed him off. Sc- like, I took care of him off screen, and he had no character. Like even I know
1: no, that Dark Man's hence uh, like, maybe the he vi- was villains gonna had personality. take Vincenzo's place.
0: No, he was just too busy singing. I think I think that was the idea that they never quite got around to doing.
2: Nah, because Jenny interrupted the
3: scene.
0: Ugh. That Officer Jenny.
3: But do you remember when the kid said to Darkman, Hey hey Darkman, I'm just like you, but I'm dark on the inside? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. My note was this is very nineties. Yeah, oh yeah. I did want to hear about his internal scars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, Hey Darkman, by the way, I'm on the street because I was molested. I was like, Ooh, Darkman, you just got really dark. Man.
2: Um <laughs> I thought when they went into the alleyway, it reminded me of Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin, where they had to have like their purpley, greeny, neon lit. This is the underbelly of Gotham, and and Robin follows Batgirl, and she rides a motorcycle, and it's just so silly and
0: <laughs> very nineties silly. Well, how about we rate this pilot, um, Rachel Ryan? Typically. We do this out of ten stars, sort of IMDb movie scale. Uh, why don't we start with the two of you, um, Rachel? What do you think out of out of a ten, a possible ten? How would you, what would you rate this? Uh, you're, and you can just make it doesn't have to be critical. It can be on your enjoyment level, but it's out of ten totally melting faces. <laughs> how many
2: melting faces?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I I don't think I can do it out of ten because Ryan has decreed that there is only one rating scale. Oh,
2: it's yum yum, isn't it, Rachel? <laughs>
1: It's it's a yum. I give it a 1 out of 10.
2: <laughs> wow. 1 out of 10, really? Wow. I mean, look. 10 is for something special. And this was very special.
0: <laughs> <laughs> typically, typically that's how it works.
2: Yeah, but uh knock the zero off 10, it's a 1. There's just nothing here. There's no it's not good at like it's not so bad that it's funny enough either because most of the time you're just sitting there watching disparate elements and a guy just talk incessantly about nothing really
1: i would like to share that I, I, at a certain point in the episode i tried to time how much of it was voiceover and then i gave up because i got bored of even doing that
0: mm. <laughs> there was there was so little to hold your attention jordan mm. what do you think
3: out of 10 uh i like the point where he got kicked in the groin so one point one out of ten <laughs>
0: Uh, I agree. Uh, groin, man gets hit in groin, one point. <laughs> this is a sweep. This is a four person, one sweep. This is a first for sure. Yeah. You make a good point, though. Uh, uh, on the yum yum scale, are we all going to do the yum yum scale real quick?
2: Yeah, so on yeah, our sure. show, we rate things yum meaning bad or yum yum being good. Uh, I give it a yum. <laughs> Obviously,
0: I think everybody can tell that's what that's going to It's is. a yum.
1: I already gave my yum. So
2: four yums, which means two yum yums. Okay, wow! I
3: oh, it's double it. yum yum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rachel Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we've, we've we've teased it a little bit, but you're you're on the podcast, yum yum podcast. You guys want to tell our listeners all about it? I think they might enjoy your show.
1: Uh, we are a science fiction rewatch podcast. We are currently making our way through the '90s classic. Babylon Five, but we started out with Star Trek Discovery, which is where which Yum is, Yum came from. What oh, a line! I was just going to say, which is also a piece of trash, like Darkman. No, <laughs> they said
2: Yum Yum one time, and we loved it so much we named ourselves after it. But yeah, we you
1: loved it so much.
2: We go over some TV shows, epi- one episode at a time of a thing, rewatching it, giving our thoughts on it. We've had you guys on for an episode of Babylon Five. At mm-hmm. one point, with uh, everybody's favorite actor Walter Koenig appeared in that episode,
3: which was yes, that's uh,
0: right. You, that's a good place for people. to What start. was that
3: alien race called again? Which one? His his alien. He was an alien, wasn't no, he? he no, He was a psychic. He was a, he was a psychic yeah. human. He was a psychic <laughs>
2: human. He was like a little Nazi cop, and um, <laughs> he was, was awesome. very
0: <laughs> busy becoming that episode. He couldn't <laughs> yeah. have time to pay attention. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Too busy becoming and. uh yeah, it's so uh, we're on just your usual podcast hosting sites of choice uh, under Yum Yum Podcast, So people, you can check us out. Uh, yeah, we like to have some. You know, we sometimes we have that overlap with uh, with you guys at Continuum Drag, where sometimes we're like, Hey, look, this actor in Babylon Five was in Tech War. Oh, well, that's fun. Or things That's of that true. nature. Just,
0: Babylon Five seems to just have every actor from all of these shows. Like they all like mm-hmm. combine together to, as to form a super band that was called Babylon Five.
2: Yeah, it's it's it is true, and uh, yeah, and a lot of Murder She Wrote actors as well just appear every now and then <laughs> because the creator of Babylon Five uh, worked on a season of Murder She Wrote, so he was like, let's keep bringing these actors I worked with in because why not? They're good.
0: I love that crossover. That's my favorite. Well, that about wraps up for this episode, I guess. So a listener at home, you can email us, continueanddrag at gmail.com if you have any thoughts uh, on Darkman or anything else, as always. And on Instagram and Twitter, we'll have some clips from the Darkman pilot, so you don't have to watch it. (laughs) I am making a promise. I will not use any clips from the Darkman film. You'll only see fresh new Darkman pilot material. Do you
3: think there's enough to actually cut? There's only like him doing a voiceover and then it's mostly explosions from the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, someone's going to get um, hit in the groin, I'll tell you that The
1: quality, as we mentioned, is fairly poor. Oh, they, so... Continuum
2: Drag doesn't care about that. They 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 show clips from <laughs> some shows that have, like, one pixel, so it's fine. <laughs> okay.
0: This is definitely going to be some, some low-quality stuff. I, I, I've started going through it, and I'm really having to pick and choose which ones are, like, the most clear of a very hazy video quality.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I feel like the shots of... Lady Cop's back are some of the clearest ones that we well, get.
2: We had to make it clear for the guys watching. Uh, I
1: was just like, okay, they they cared about that one. Oh, another thing
2: I want to point out just before we wrap up, only three of the actors are credited in this. I saw and that. And I find that hilarious because I wanted to know who some of these other people <laughs> were, like who the little boy was or who anyone was, even the other cop. And it's like, no, 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 they're not allowed to have names.
0: Yeah, no, the little boy saw it and says, don't put my name on this. Little boy's like Nah, thanks. I'm good.
2: And that little boy then grew up to be John Boyega. There you go, famous <laughs> actor. He just was like, Please, please don't let them find out about my Man history.
0: Oh, imagine if that were true. That'd be amazing. Although I did recognize that kid. I think he was on stuff in the nineties. Yeah. I don't remember if I said it, so I'll say it now. Uh, our Instagram and Twitter handle is at Continuum Drag, so you can find everything everything related to this there. Um, but that about wraps it up. So. Uh, Rachel Ryan, thank you again for joining us.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Pleasure. Yeah, it was so much fun. Jordan, I'll see you next week. And listeners, I will also see you next week. I'm so confused these days. I can't get the end of this
3: podcast right. We've never done this before.
0: (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.
3: Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rex Seidler. Produced by Jordan Dulloch and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Hughes.